Once again, the state of Missouri can do nothing, nothing to help the University of Missouri up its football attendance. Plus, Nick Bolton is the only, and I mean only, positive for the Kansas City Chiefs yesterday. All this and more coming up now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball each and every weekday. And thank you so much for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms and also a lot of thank yous here at the top thanks all of you for making i believe my previous episode my most listened to and watched episode of all time frankly i should probably thank luther burden for that as well good topic right google sending you all my way but hey if you're a long time listener thanks for joining me if you're brand new thanks for joining me maybe for the first or second time we're gonna have a lot of fun here today and you know what? We gotta before I get to what I was planning on starting with here, actually a bit of breaking news here. Missouri linebacker Jamie Petway has decided to enter the transfer portal. This is he has confirmed this online on his Twitter account. By the way, definitely Petway was a guy that I started to like a little bit last season. I thought he was a hard hitter, showed some promise. I think specifically in the Arkansas game, had started to play quite a few more snaps recently, maybe just to give somebody a new look, but apparently not enough, maybe for Jamie, maybe what he showed wasn't enough for the coaching staff, and he saw the writing on the wall. Whatever the case may be, Jamie Petway on his way out the door here in Columbia, apparently. Technically, you can enter the transfer portal and actually come back, but I think when you do this in the middle of the season, it's pretty clear you're heading on out. So Jamie Petway... We hardly knew ye. But you know what? Let's start with my rant at the top of the show here. And one thing that I can't help but have noticed is my, what, three decades as a Missouri season ticket holder at this point. Really, I'm more of a barnacle than a season ticket holder. My my mom and dad actually pay for the tickets. For 38 years, I've been holding on to them like a hull of a ship for those tickets. Hopefully, this will continue forever. But in all seriousness, in all this time, I've noticed so many changes throughout the years. But one thing that hasn't changed, well, when it's deer season, when it's main rifle portion of the deer season, well, that's going to affect Missouri attendance. But yet somehow, even though this is the flagship institution of the state of Missouri, and I'm going to emphasize state here as, a, as not a geographical area, but as an actual government. Because guess what? The University of Missouri, a public institution, well, you would think if you were in the Missouri legislature, you would think if you were in, oh, I don't know, say the Missouri Conservation Department, you would think you would all have sort of a vested interest to row in the same direction. So here's my point. Starting on October 16th, that was the last Missouri home game. Well, between then and November 13th, Missouri is going to be without a home game. We're right in the middle of that period 
right now. So we're talking about nearly a month of time where we could have started the 10-day main portion of rifle season. But when is rifle season going to start this season? Well, you guessed it, November 13th, the day that Missouri comes back, plays its next home game against South Carolina. And of course, since it comes back on exactly that day, it will also bleed into the Florida game as well. Wow. Thank you so much. Man, I'm glad that the state of Missouri is here to make things so much better for all of us, aren't you? See, here's the thing. You can maybe say, well, you know, John, actually, the government has better things to worry about than Missouri football. Oh, do they? Because when Jay Nixon about, oh, I don't know, 10, 11 years ago, weighed in on Missouri possibly joining the Big Ten, well, it didn't seem like it was too big of a consideration at that moment, did it? Nor when the Missouri legislature has weighed in with its popular name, image, and likeness legislation recently. Well, suddenly it is important now. So don't tell me that Missouri football isn't important. I'm just telling you, they're either not smart enough to care, they don't care, the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing, but somehow we've seen fit to put Maine deer rifle season starting exactly when Missouri's last two home games are. That is absolutely unbelievable to me. Listen, we're the show-me state. Hey, Missouri State, the state of Missouri, the Conservation Department, all of you people who are in charge, show me that you care. That's all I'm asking. I'm not complaining at Missouri fans right now. I'm saying, show me people who are in charge, our supposed betters, our supposed people, the, the main elite class of this great state. Well, damn it, show me that you care and put the friggin' deer season when Missouri's on the road. It could have started last weekend. It'd be going on right now. What would be the difference? I go by Rockbridge State Park every single day, and I have to veer off the road off of 163 practically to avoid deer out there. You're telling me the hunters couldn't find some deer right now? Again, I'm not anti-hunting. I'm not anti-gun. I'm not anything. I just want Missouri football to get its best attendance it possibly can. Does that make me an insane person? Does that make me a raving lunatic? Well, if it's good for this show, fine and dandy. Call me what you want. And speaking of things that make me into a raving lunatic, well, here coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about the 2021 Kansas City Chiefs, but mostly about former Missouri linebacker Nick Bolton, who indeed was, honest to God, the only positive of that game if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan yesterday. But you know what? Before we get there, I got to tell you about one of our great sponsors, and that is Prize Picks. Yes, this is one of my favorite sponsors because these guys make daily fantasy easy. So often, daily fantasy is overwrought with way too many entries, way too many different options. Well, Prize Picks makes it makes it really easy. You 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 drill it all down to one player against the projections. It's as simple as that. Do you think you can beat those projections? Do you have an edge with a Power 5 player, a Missouri player perhaps, or maybe one of those mid-major guys? Well, if you do, go to prizepicks.com today. And when you do, be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON because then you'll receive a 100% instant 
deposit match up to $100. Again, to receive that instant deposit match, just use the promo code LOCKED ON. Don't hesitate. Check out Prize Picks. Prize Picks, excuse me, dot com today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. So, for as much as everyone has complained about the Missouri run defense, the Kansas City Chiefs run defense, also in this area, well, you can't blame Nick Bolton yesterday. And frankly, Derrick Henry for the Titans didn't do all that much in large part because of Nick Bolton, a fairly pedestrian game for him. Bolton with a team-high 15 tackles in the Chiefs, well, frankly, disgusting loss to the Tennessee Titans. Also four tackles for loss. I believe all of them were on Derrick Henry, too. He had some, listen, when a linebacker shoots the gap and reads the play like Bolton did on multiple occasions, You expect him to bring down a running back one-on-one, but Derrick Henry is not your typical running back, obviously. He's something that, he's like the T-1000 machine that's been sent down from Skynet. He's that unique of a player, but Nick Bolton, not only was he not afraid of Derrick Henry, he was up to the challenge, and it just felt like a, a breakout game for the young former Missouri Tiger, and a good guy, a really great former Missouri Tiger that obviously Mizzou could use right now desperately really honestly not only the lone light the the lone bright spot for the Chiefs this past week one of the few bright spots just for Missouri football in general the past couple weeks so congrats to Nick Bolton look forward to following him even more closely during his Chiefs career now just taking a quick reset on your Missouri Tiger football team obviously Vanderbilt Coming up here, amazingly, over at betonline.ag, the Tigers opened the season as minus 17-point favorites over the Commodores in Nashville. And you know what? That seems rather optimistic, doesn't it, based on how the Tigers have played? But then you have to factor in Vanderbilt as well, right? In SEC play, Vanderbilt has been outscored 170-26. to So by 144 points so far. And that includes a one-point loss to South Carolina. So on the other hand, you might say, is Missouri expected to be 17 points better than South Carolina? Is that going to be the spread in Columbia, Missouri coming up in a couple weeks, in a few weeks? No, I, I don't think that it is. So that's a fair point as well. I'm certainly not touching that spread. And by the way, your Missouri Tigers are one of two teams in FBS football, who have not covered a spread all season, according to betonline.ag. That other team? Tick tock, tick tock. Who is it? I'm going to give you a second on this one. Think about it. Other than Missouri, who's been the most disappointing team in all of college football? Well, if you said the Clemson Tigers, you are absolutely correct. So that'll teach you a little something about betting right there. It's less about you know, X's and O's, Jim's and Joe's, and all that other crap. It's really just more about expectations and who's going to beat them and who is going to fall quite a bit below them. Unfortunately, right now, Missouri is in that category. And even more disappointingly, hey, at least Clemson has beaten some Power 5 teams, right? Well, among the Power 5, only Kansas, Vanderbilt, Arizona, 
Indiana, and I hate to say it, Mizzou, have yet to beat another Power 5 team. This is according to the Reddit college football uh, page on Twitter. So yeah, obviously an incredibly disappointing thing to read there. Obviously something's going to give this week Missouri and Vanderbilt. If it ain't Missouri, oh boy, we may have some bigger problems than even I expected at this point. Now when it comes to Missouri basketball, obviously that is right around the corner as well. And In fact, I believe Missouri will play Central Michigan at Mizzou Arena before the next Missouri home football game. So it really, really, truly is around the corner. And, of course, Missouri recently is, has become the norm lately. The secret scrimmage exhibition games are out the window. And as somebody who attends a lot of these games, honestly, I'm okay with the secret scrimmage. I really am. You're going to get a better opportunity against better competition than you would against, hey, remember when, when Missouri would play Marathon Oil back in the day, for instance? Some of those games, you're going to play Lindenwood or something. I just don't know how much value that gives you as a basketball club. But if you're going to play Oklahoma State and Creighton, as Missouri did in its two secret scrimmages, well, that's that's going to give the coaching staffs an idea of what's going on. Somebody leaked a, a supposed box score from the Creighton secret scrimmage. Apparently, the team's tied at 61, something like that. Missouri shot 6 of 19 from downtown, notably. So, obviously, you'd like to see better shooting. But, again, I believe Jordan Wilmore played something like 12 minutes in that scrimmage. That's an indication to me that, obviously, Missouri, and I'm sure Creighton as well, weren't exactly running their normal eight-man rotations. We're probably trying some stuff. Again, it's a scrimmage. You don't have media scrutiny. Why not try some stuff? I get it. So let's not overanalyze anything that may or may not have leaked there. All I have to say is one thing that came out of interest, Conzo Martin said that Kobe Brown has actually been playing point guard, quote-unquote, some. Now, Conzo is quick to clarify that Kobe Brown is not the starting point guard by any stretch of the imagination. But along with his brother Caleb, Anton Brookshire, and Boogie Coleman, well, he'll see some time as the lead ball handler. As I like to point out, though, to me, you're not really a point guard unless you're guarding the other team's point guard. Then we can call you a point guard. That's just my rule. And former Rock M Nation writer Bill Conley has his projections out for bowl season, how good of a chance does Missouri have to go 6-6 six and six and bowling? Well, I'll have that and some more. But first, I want to talk to you about one of our fine sponsors. Ah, yes. Another, another shipment from Built Bar. Let's see what beautiful offerings they've gotten me this time. Oh, blueberry muffin. This must be one of their new flavors. Let's check it out. Mm. I got to be honest. That's darn good. It's chewy. It's chocolatey. This is what we have come to expect from Built Bar. I'm telling you, every time they send me one of those boxes, I get more satisfied every time. I really do. It's good stuff. But here's the best part. No matter how good the flavors are, they're always high protein, low cal, low sugar, all that good stuff. So you know what? Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. And you will get 15% off your next order as I nearly choke on this. That's right. Use the promo code 
Block 15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I'm never trying that again. Now, don't get me wrong, folks. I do think Missouri's going to beat Vanderbilt on Saturday, but man, if you're really that gung-ho to give 17 points, hit me up at Locked on Mizzou anywhere on social media, LockedOnMizzou at gmail.com. I would love to hear that case. But you know what? There is reasons for some optimism. The season isn't over yet, and you never know what might happen. And according to Bill Conley, one of the premier football statisticians out there, he now works for ESPN, huge Mizzou fan, former Rock M Nation writer, really just does outstanding work if you've ever seen his stuff in the archives about Missouri specifically. But according to his S&P Plus projections, a 23% chance to go bowling still for Missouri. Well, you lose this Vanderbilt game, I'd say it goes down to about zero. Let's be honest. So still an important game for Missouri. Hopefully it's a get right or fix me, as Mike Clay says on the Fantasy Focus podcast. By the way, did you happen to see former Missouri defensive coordinator Ryan Walters for Illinois pulled off a huge upset against Illinois, or excuse me, against the Penn State Nittany Lions in one of the most ridiculous games in college football history. Of course, with the new overtime rules, now come the third overtime period, well, now there's no more series. Now it's just essentially an alternating two-point conversion situation. So every team gets a shot to go for two. But of course, if you saw the game, you probably know by now it was a comedy of errors that resulted in nine overtimes. Illinois finally converts at the end, wins the game in Happy Valley. I got to say, as silly as that was, I do think it's a slight improvement over the old overtime rules in some ways. But frankly, other than I think I could do even better than that. I think just make teams go for two every single time immediately. Let's just take point after touchdowns out of the equation. Frankly, I might even take field goals out of the equation too in overtime. That's something I would think about. Let's just maybe take the kicking game out of it. But certainly, I don't know, the the alternating two-point conversion thing, while it was somewhat entertaining, and it was certainly entertaining from a very sick perspective and like a, wow, this is incompetent football perspective at a certain point, still, I think we can do a little bit better than this. On the other hand, I, I do get tired of the sort of 6-7 overtimes thing where a 13-13 game is suddenly 42-all and it has no basic, no, the final score has nothing in common with what you saw during regulation. I, I think there's got to be a happy medium there. So to me, I think the happy medium is just make teams go for two immediately. Let's take the point after kicks off of the board totally. And by the way, another rule change I'd like to see, if we're going to give teams the ball at the 25 for a touchback, how about kickoff out of bounds goes to the 40? Because the 35, a 10-yard penalty, that just doesn't seem like enough of a punishment or deterrent to me. But you know what? Thank you all for joining me once again here today on Locked on Mizzou. If I were you, Thanks for making me your first listen. If I were you, make your second listen. Chris Gordy of Locked On SEC for all of your SEC news and notes in under 
30 minutes per day. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on the Zoo.